welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you would be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. Good morning, good morning. How's everybody? Come on, how's everybody? You haven't seen my beautiful face in three weeks. Come on. You should be excited. Yeah. Thank God for Facebook, right? Keeps us all connected on planet Earth. Oh, I'm so full. I've got to be honest with you. There's a lot going on. The first thing I want to say is good morning. I'm Ralph. And I'm part of a great team here at New Hope. A great team of people who love Jesus. Is that a good declaration? We love Jesus. And Jesus loves us. We love because he first loved us. But it is exciting to be part of a team of people who love Jesus. And for those of you who don't know me, because I'm assuming I believe there's some guests and friends here, and, and uh, Wanda and I just became Grandpa and Grandma, or Papa and Grammy, Papa and Grammy. I, I'm really good friends with a lot of people, but Steve and I are very close, and I told him, it, it was kind of, Stephen had an experience, he was ordained, and something happened to him that he wasn't expecting. So I can tell you that something happened to me that I wasn't expecting when you hold your first grandchild. So all I can say is, till I guess it happens to you, you won't know what I mean. <laughs> but I can tell you something happens that you don't expect. Because who doesn't have expectations? Or you raised five kids, you've held a lot of babies, but now all of a sudden you're holding your own little grandson. And he's cool and he's cat and he's so beautiful. And you smell his little face. And then when he starts to cry and his diaper is dirty, you can go, here. <laughs> All the fun, none of the work. Isn't that a grandpa's mama saying? All the fun, none of the work. But it was rich, it was deep, it was beautiful. It's kind of going to tie into a little bit of what I'm going to share this morning. But uh, I want to thank our New Hope family. I'm speaking for Wanda and I, for all your love, your support, your prayers. What's always fun is obviously... I know people, but how many know there's another brand new grandma in the house? Right? Barb Ives, where are you, Barb? You here? Barb, stand up. Barb's a new grandma. And so is Nate's mom. Help me with her name, I forgot. Your first time grandmas. Look at her, give them a hand. So if you're not connected to the world, Laura Ives Malone had her little baby girl last Sunday. So, because, you know, this is like a setting of precedent now. It's dangerous. Because you cannot ask, are there any brand new, within the last two or three weeks, grandparents in the house? Anybody? Okay, we'll get that covered. Huh? I hope, I hope, you know, you're all right. I got a crazy hand back there. I don't think that's it. Um, so it's just good to be here. It's good to be, to be with you. Um, when you go away, you get a lot of perspective. Um, how many of you know that Papa, when I say Papa, do you know who I'm talking about? Again, it's so good to define. What, what are we talking about? Papa. Father God is Papa. We have a God who's a father. He's a Papa. 
And if you believe in him, you're one of his kids. So he's got a lot of kids. And uh, when I was talking about my beautiful face, I was serious because Papa says I'm really beautiful and he loves my little face. And the same way I love little Teddy's face, he kisses my little face. And I got a sunburn from cruising through the Finger Lakes with my wife yesterday on the motorcycle. But Papa is crazy about you. Guess what? It takes faith to believe that. So we're going to talk about faith this morning, but it takes faith to believe that Papa is crazy about you. It takes faith. Father God is gracious and loving. You know he loves the whole world. You know he doesn't just love Christians. Papa loves all of creation. He loves every single person ever born and created. His heart for them is good. His heart for them is to be restored in a relationship with him. So Father is gracious and loving. And one of the things that I, I realized, um, see, I always do these little bunny trails when I come back to them. I kind of like that. I remember, like, why did I mention that I was close? To, I had friends, but I'm close to Steve. That didn't make no sense, right? So because I'm close to Steve, I, I, told, I called Steve up, and I said, Steve, I'm a, I'm a papa, I'm a grandpa. And I grew my beard out because now I want to look like a grandpa. That didn't last too long with Wanda. <laughs> but I thought it looked kind of good. And, I, and then all of a sudden I said, I, I got, went and got a staff. And I want a long beard. And, and I feel like I'm full of wisdom. And now all I want to do is have a legacy and I want to have an impartation. And all of a sudden I'm thinking more generationally. And, and the truth is when you look at a picture with you in the picture, with your son and your grandson, all of a sudden there's three generations in the picture. And it enlarges your scope, and it enlarges your life, and all of a sudden, you begin to get stirred in your heart, and you realize that your life matters, and there's great things going on. But, but this idea, this idea that, you, that even for me this morning, how many of you know there's no pressure in what I'm doing this morning? Because I get to impart Father God's heart. I get to reveal God's heart to you. So honestly, that's a privilege that I get to speak and share and reveal. So my goal today is to reveal the heart of the Father. Hallelujah. My goal today is to, that you somehow would have a revelation, an understanding. Something would go on in your spirit and say, Father God is crazy about me. It will require faith. He loves you. He's crazy about you. You know, it's that crazy thing where we say, uh, um, you know, I'm his favorite. Well, I'm his favorite. Carol's his favorite. Dick's his favorite. We're his favorites. He loves us. And that'll require, let me hear you say, childlike faith. Childlike faith. I find it amazing that as we mature and as we grow up, all of a sudden, faith gets really complicated. Right? Jesus over and over again. You want, you want faith? Bring a little child. Tell a child they're gorgeous. You know what they do? They tell their friends, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> My daddy said I'm the best looking kid in school. They believe it. They have faith that what you're saying is true. Erica, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're his favorite. Believe it. It's going to require faith. You know, Papa's so gracious. Papa's so good that he could have said... A lot of things. But he said, all the amount of faith you need 
is uh, the size of a mustard seed. You guys know if there's a mustard seed in my hand, you can even see it? You know how small a mustard seed is? I was going to go try to buy mustard seeds, but then I put one in my hand. These are so tiny. How many of you know a mustard seed is tiny? You can barely see it. So what did Jesus say? All you need is faith is like a mustard seed. So do you want to move mountains? Who wants to move mountains? I'm going to ask you some questions. Good. What do you want to see in your life? What do you want to see? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be in your life? Do you want to be right here? You want to be, what do you see down the road five years, two years? What do you want to see? Where do you want to be? Does anybody here want to change the world? I want to change the world. I hope you want to change the world. Does anybody here want to leave a legacy? Do you want to make a difference? Do you want to have an impact? These are powerful little statements. Does your life really matter? Will it really count in the end? All these things will require faith. It will require faith. Do you believe what God says to be true about you? Do you you believe what God says is required to believe about who he calls you to be? It's going to require faith. So I have something very interesting that happened to me years ago, and I don't don't think many people will know this. I know Carl will remember this. Carl's my spiritual father. I hope you all have a father in your faith that you can look up to, somebody who has poured their heart into your heart and watched you grow and released you and nurtured you and encouraged you in your journey with God. Carl, thank you. Susie is right there. Susie, thank you. But many years ago, a word was spoken spoken over my life personally. Sometimes it's Wanda and I and sometimes they're personal. And the word was that every time I get up in front of people and share a message, you remember this, Carl? That I will pray and believe for miracles and healings. How many of you know that scares the daylights out of you? (laughs) If you're not ready for it, but here's the dilemma. How many of you know sometimes you get a word like that, and like the next week you're like, what do I do? I I guess I got to do this thing. So I asked Carl about it. He said, the Holy Spirit will show you when that time will be. You know it takes faith to believe that you can hear God's voice. You know it takes faith today. Today we are going to be releasing. And again, I love it because I hope we have new people every week. Because What does it mean, Pastor Ruff, that we're going to have prophetic ministry here at New Hope this Sunday? And you're going to come over here and there's going to be people well, these, we have faith to believe that the people who are here have been trained, number one, and they're going to hear from the Father, and they're going to lay their hands on you if, they, if you let them, and they're going to hear from God, and they're going to encourage you and edify you and build you up in your faith, and then they're going to reveal secrets that only God knows to bring his understanding that he really is alive. So prophetic ministry is come over here today and hear from God. That takes faith. Can we really hear from God? Does he really speak to us today? We believe he does. It'll require faith. A little side note, right, Grace? That was a nice lead, right, Grace? (laughs) We're having a few technical difficulties working through our process. So if you come over here today to receive, and I hope you do, prophetic ministry, bring your phone if you have it. If you have a phone that records, bring it. It's going to be our number one tool. 
bring your phone to record it. If you don't have a phone, buy a smartphone. It's 2015. Come on. Sorry, Mark and Char. No, sorry, Mark. I'm teasing Marky. Oh, they work too. I thought they were old. That was a joke. That was a joke. We have to believe and have faith that God's alive and he speaks. So something happened to me while I was away. And like the word of God spoken to us, it's like a time-released capsule, okay? And all of a sudden, this was years ago. I rustled through it. I didn't understand it. When was the right time? I felt pressured. Now every time I speak, I got to pray for the sick. They're not going to get healed. I'm confused by this word. Spiritual papas and mamas come along and say, relax. The Holy Spirit will complete the work in you. He will let you know at the right time, in the right place, in the right season of your life, that this word is going to manifest and become a reality for you. So guess what happened when I became a grandpa? The Holy Spirit said to me, now, I hadn't thought of that in years. See, I wasn't reading notes from the past. I wasn't looking through journals. I was holding my grandson. I was taking a walk. And he said, Ralph, from this point forward, you will now, every time you speak in front of a group of people, you will believe me for miracles. Every single time. Now I'm relaxed about it. Because it will require faith. And all I need is a mustard seed. And I can't do it. But he wants me to step out in faith. To say do it. So, here we are today. June 7th. Sister Roe, we're going to release a testimony. Come up, Sister Roe. Sister Roe didn't know this happened to me. I just gave her a big hug. I've been gone for three Sundays. Testing one, two. Sister Roe, I want you to share what you were going to share to Mark as it fits perfect with the message. Praise the Lord, saints. <laughs> Praise the Come Lord. Come on, get some culture in this house. He, Come he's on. He's a good God. And he's here in hands of prior. This morning I could not get out of bed because my back was hurting so bad. And I said, devil, you are a liar. I'm going to church. <laughs> and I came to church this morning and I went in that prior room. And I pray and I ask God to anoint everyone that come through the door that is aching this morning. To touch everyone that is have a pain in the back this morning. And while I was up here, God anointed me, and God healed my back. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So if you have a back pain this morning, and you would like a touch from God this morning, just come on up, and God will do the rest. Sister Ro, I'm going to do a little different. I'm going to do a little different, but that's okay. We're, we're going to do exactly what you said. Sister Ro, you have any pain in your back right now? No. No, no pain. The okay. pain is gone. Hallelujah. So here's, here's what we're not going to complicate this. We, um, we don't want to complicate this, and I'm going to do it a little different. When you're listening to Holy Spirit, it's not complicated. But I believe today is a first fruits day. And Sister Roe is one of my first, fru- uh, first fruits. So nobody has to move, nobody has to come up. We don't have to have the piano organist. We don't have to have any hoopla. We don't have to have any hype at all. Not that that's hype. Please hear my heart on that. 
But all you have to do right now is when Jen talked about the yes, I do believe you have to respond because it takes faith. So if you have a broken heart or you have a back pain, if anyone has cancer in this house right now, it might take a little more courage. Cancer, the Lord said, come up to the front. You have cancer. If you're battling cancer, I want you to come up to the front. Everything else, if that's you, whatever you're battling, you need to stand, and only the Holy Spirit knows what you're battling. So everybody, if that's you, if you are believing God for healing, stand up right now, please. So if you can kind of look around, there's a lot of people believing God for a healing. Now here's what's, it requires faith to believe that God knows you intimately. I believe that with all my heart. God knows the situation that you're in. He knows the battle that you're battling. Is that true? So you don't really need me involved. I'm facilitating Holy Spirit. But what I just want to do, I just want you to be in a posture, whatever that would be, to receive everything that you receive, you receive by faith. And I just want you right now to say, Holy Spirit, I'm tired of this thing, however you want to do it, but I want you to say, I believe you for a miracle today. And say it out loud, you're declaring into the heavens, I'm believing you for a miracle today. And Holy Spirit, we are believing you for miracles today. And Lord, some will happen instantly, some there will be a process. We don't have to figure it out, but we're believing you for testimonies of real miracles that will happen on a consistent basis in this place. Because we believe. And we're having faith. The same way Sister Rowe exercised faith. Thank you for her back being completely healed. Lord, touch areas right now. In Jesus' name. Now just stay there a minute. We've learned. We've grown. We, we've, we've been to places. If it's something, if, if you had a back and it was a 10 pain, I want you to move your back. If you had an elbow that had tendonitis and it was throbbing and you couldn't stand it. I want you to move your elbow. If there's something physical that you can actually measure, I want you to move it. I want you to evaluate it. Does anybody experience even now a breakthrough or some type of healing? Did anybody feel anything? God does, God touches things. Sometimes there's fire. Sometimes it's just a feeling. But we're going after it. We don't have to fake it. We don't have to build it up. Because Papa's heart is for you, I'll make a declaration that Papa's heart is to heal and to restore, to save, to heal, and deliver all his kids from sickness and pain. So just receive it. I want you to sit down. Thank you, Sister Rowe. Appreciate it. Thank you. Love you. Love this lady. Okay. Real quick, anybody have a, a testimony that's real that they can share right now? If something happened right now, Jamie, come on up. You can stay right down there, Jane. What happened right now? And I'm and please, I will I will never be rude to you, but if you're telling me something that happened last Thursday or last summer, I will say next. Please don't be offended. It happened right now. Okay, sorry to put pressure on you. Okay, because you're going to be shut down in a minute if you say last Thursday. So go ahead. Sorry. It's, it's okay. Everybody, if just, you're a guest, that's, I'm joking, okay? I, I, I'm teasing. Just put me I'm a very kind person. 
Um, I've been battling some things with um, graduating and my family. Um, we had this generational curse, and the last few weeks, God's been working with me and telling me that I'm worthy, and I've been overcoming a lot, and he's been testifying to me and telling me, showing me pictures of washing my feet, and it's just been amazing. Awesome. It's just been amazing. Awesome. It's been an amazing transition. Good. I honestly couldn't hear. Was it, was it good? Give her a clap. <laughs> Give her a clap. Come on. Does anybody else have a testimony that happened right now? Come on up, Sam. Let, let Leslie come up. And whatever I have to share will not be more important than this. I can make adjustments. Because we want to acknowledge that Holy Spirit is alive and he's working in our lives. That requires faith. I've had a problem with my uh, right knee since about a week before Christmas. I don't know. I did it at work. I, I work in a warehouse. I've got a lot of packages and stuff, and I... I sprained it or strained it, or I don't know what I did to it, but my wife can attest to it. And I, it's, been, it's been hurting me. Uh, I've had prayer a couple times. Each time it got a little better, but it is completely gone right now. Hallelujah! Yeah. All right, Sammy, come on. Leslie. I have RA, uh, chronic fatigue, supraventricular tachycardia, and this morning as I stood... It's not completely pain-free, but as Ralph said, I can feel tingling in my heart, yeah. in my knees, and my hands. Yeah. So I know it's going yeah. away. Yeah. Complete work. Yeah, complete work. Do it, Holy Spirit. This is just, we're going to be growing in this. We're going to be growing in this. Um, and this is just a coaching thing. I'm going to coach you. If I have any ailment, if I have any physical thing, I am battling this. That's how we say it, okay? It doesn't belong to you. It's not your identity. It's not your born-again birthright. It's not part of the Abundant Life Provision Act for you. So I want you to be able to say, no matter what you're going through, I am battling this thing that does not belong to me. Current reality is I got it. It's, bad. it's, it's, it, it's fighting me, but it's not belong to, it does not belong to you, okay? Confu- confusion. The picture of confusion. What, why, do you, why do you have this and you're holding a mic? I don't know. <sighs> Woo! Okay. I hope that doesn't bore you, but from the, from the time I die, every time I get to speak, every time, every single time, I get to reveal the Father Hunter... What would Wanda say? Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Wanda. Every single time I get the privilege to release and reveal the Father heart. It's a privilege because his kids are amazing and they're beautiful. And I have the opportunity to release healing and wholeness because that's God's heart. And it requires a tiny little mustard seed of faith. Okay? Okay. What overcomes fear? And this is one of my favorite things I do. I'm going to see who catches it. What overcomes fear? Dick, come on, Dick. 
Oh, Dick, no, Dick, you're always, you're good, buddy. My joke is that don't you hate when people do this? Because who wants to shout out the wrong answer? One overcomes fear and everybody's like, I think I know I've been a Christian a long time. They're afraid to answer. What overcomes fear? Perfect love. Because why? Because it says in the Bible, perfect love casts out all fear. It overcomes, it casts it out. Perfect love and fear can't occupy the same place. So if you've got a balloon, it's got fear in there, you just got to blow in there. Perfect love and what, escape, what is going to leave? Fear is going to leave. Perfect love casts out all fear. All right? Perfect love and fear can't occupy the same space. Do you experience fear? Do you ever experience fear? Do you? I do. In, in, in that instant, insert perfect love. Like say, why am I fearful? Take perfect love, put it in there, and watch what happens. This is a principle because God said he has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And he said perfect love will cast that fear out of your life. How many of you know it takes faith to believe that? This is an easy one. Let's see how many can yell it out at the same time. This is not a trick question. Okay? Anybody like these little game shows? Any game showers? Anybody into 500 questions? Nobody? Hold on. Up high, go like this. Nobody. Me, the advertisement. Oh, thank you, Terry. You're a slow adapter. You're Terry, Wanda and I are all about 500 questions. I mean, it's just the two of us. I love the advertisement. From the guy who brought you the voice. Survivor. And what's the third one? He's fantastic. Uh, Mark Burnett. Survivor. Shark Tank. That was it. From the guy who brought you Shark Tank, one of my favorite shows. Survivor, one of my favorite shows. The Voice. He did the Bible series. 500 questions. I had to hear that, and I taped it on my DVR. It was awesome. I like it. You like it, Tara? I like it. It's a fun show. But this is not a trick question. There is a prize. All at one time. See who can answer it. Come on. You got your, like Jeopardy, you got your hand on the buzzer. Come on, Chris. Here's the question. The enemy of faith is? The answer is unbelief. 200 points. Bill. How do we know this? Matthew 17. Matthew 17. Jesus said, have faith, and the enemy of faith is unbelief. So we're making this real simple. So do me a favor. Don't email me. Don't email me. Don't. Don't. Ralph, there's more than one enemy to faith. There's more than one. I don't like that stuff. I will not respond. Remember that list of things God hates? I think wanting to be a know-it-all is on there. Okay? I love getting crazy sometimes, Right? Because I'm telling you something that God's shown me. The enemy of faith is unbelief. So this, I think this is really good. This almost to me is worth writing down. I don't know if anybody's taking notes today. Anybody has their little pads out. But I wrote this one down, and I call them wowzers. This is a wowzer to me. 
unbelief hinders, sometimes stops, what faith wants to accomplish. And this was from me. This, I didn't steal this off any website. Unbelief hinders, sometimes even stops, what faith wants to accomplish. That's good. That's good. It requires faith to say things like, the Lord spoke to me. You realize that? The Lord spoke to you. Go into a place where there's not Christianese. Go into a place where people don't believe in Jesus. The Lord spoke to you. Who do you think you are? Are you, are you for real? The Lord showed me something. The Holy Spirit touched me. The Holy Spirit revealed something to me. These are all things that will, whether you believe it or not, require radical faith. How about singing songs that my sins are forgiven? Do you believe that your sins are forgiven? How about the sin you're going to do in about an hour? How about the sin you did last night? How about the sin you did last week? Your sins are forgiven. Past, present, future. It's an unbelievable thought. But it's true. How much faith does it take to believe that your sins are forgiven? A little tiny mustard seed. How many of you believe that you're a new creation? That you have a new heart? That God did a transforming work in your life? How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that you have the mind of Christ as a believer? You realize this is radical faith. You understand this is radical? How many of you believe that Jesus Christ is alive? That he triumphed over the grave and death? He conquered sin. How many of you believe that? Radical faith is required. So when we talk about faith, we're talking about something that's radical, it's necessary, it's required now every day. We'll get into that a little bit. But let's just, I want to highlight a few things. And again, I'm going to take things and I'm just going to highlight some of it. This was fun because it can be exhausting trying to do an exhaustive study on things if you feel that you're only doing it because somebody's going to ask you a question about it. Does that make any sense? But I'm going to use Hebrews 11:6, and here's where I'm going to stop it. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Period. Yes, I know the scripture goes on. I know it tells a story. I know that Hebrews 11 is called the faith chapter. But guess what? The Holy Spirit told me to highlight something for you today, and it's this. It's impossible to please God without faith. Do you realize that statement is like, it's crazy? I want to please God, yet I have no faith. I have a hard time believing God because I prayed for Lynn Koya in 2008 and she died. So why would I pray for anybody again? It requires faith to pray again. It requires faith to believe again. It requires faith to do it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I want to please God. Now faith, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
Man, you could spend a long time on this. It is crazy fun. But you realize that the complete reliance that we put upon Christ for salvation is radical faith. Faith, I am persuaded. I believe. I have assurance. I'm believing. I have faith. For the substance of things hoped for, it's concrete. I'm confident. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. If you can see it, it doesn't take much faith to believe it. This is a podium. I see it. It's going to hold my paper. How much faith did it take me to exercise that? Zero. Bingo, got it right. 20 points for you, Gracie. Evidence of things not seen. I can't see it. It's going to require faith. Expectation. The things hoped for. Do you know that the things that you hope for, you're expecting? I'm expecting results. I'm believing God. I have faith. I have an expectation. God it's impossible to please God without having an expectation of substance. Reverse it if you live a life with no faith. I guess I read it as you're not pleasing God very much. You can live life with no faith. You can settle. You can be disappointed. You can have a heartache. You can check yourself out of the game if you want to. But man, I have faith. I am persuaded. I am expecting. It's concrete under my feet. I have an assurance. I have expectations. I have beliefs. I have things I want to see happen in my life, in the life of this church. And believe it or not, I pray for you. I want to see God move mightily in your life. I'm hoping for this. I'm expecting this. Faith is the substance of things that you're hoping for. It's powerful. It's impossible to please God without faith. Faith, persuasion, belief, assurance, I believe. Substance, it's concrete. It supports it. There's confidence. There's an assurance. These are powerful words. Things that I hope for, things that I'm expecting. So this was a funny one today. I'm going to use the word wasps and bees. I don't know why, but I did. You want to kick a wasp's, wasp's nest? You want to kick one? How many of you want to kick one? Or, and to see all the bees go crazy? See them go out of their minds? This is a horrible thing to say. But if you want to see the church go crazy, start declaring things in faith. Why is it that the church has no faith? Why is it? Some of the answers are because I tried it and it didn't seem to work. Disappointment. Got it right? Disappointment. Since when does it say it's a, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen? And when you tried it a few times and you're extremely disappointed with the outcome, stop praying. Stop exercising faith. 
because it was just a test to see if you would really persevere in faith. Right? So this is a hard thing, but what's interesting to me is I know one of the calls of my life is I have faith in God. That he's going to see me through seemingly impossible situations. And I have faith in God that he's going to walk with you in your journey, and he's going to help you. He's going to walk you through seemingly impossible situations. Sickness, cancer, healing, marriage troubles, kids on drugs, addictions, depression, fear. We are believing God for miracles. I have faith. Anybody want to join me in this faith journey? Yes. Everybody, right? Every hand should be up. Here's what's interesting about speaking in faith. I know this for a fact because I felt it before I ever released it. I feel it when I'm talking to different people. Because there's a pushback. I have faith. I'm like a child. I'm believing God. I have an expectation. You foolish man. Whoa, where'd that come from? Somehow I must have kicked the beehive. Because that person's got wasps flying all over them. Because they're in unbelief. They don't even believe it anymore. How can you be a Christian and not have faith? Man, it's unbelievable. But they're out, it's, it's out there. I'm just telling you. Trust me on that. There's a pushback because of things like disappointment. And, and expectations not being met. But I'm telling you, it's impossible to please God without faith. So the Bible says that the righteous shall live by faith. The Bible instructs us to walk in faith. The Bible clearly says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I have faith. I have faith. And this is just like a little declaration that I wrote for myself. But I want to release it over you too. I have faith, we have faith, that we are going to come into victory, that we are going to be overcomers in areas areas of our life that we struggle in. Our inheritance is not, I will be in bondage. Our inheritance is, I will come into victory, and I have an expectation, and I believe it, and I believe it will require faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. I'm trusting, I'm expecting. My heart is saying, I have faith. And when somebody wants to push back on me or throw their unbelief on me, kindly I will just say, thank you, but I don't receive that unbelief. So go do what you want to do. Go live like you want to live. But I will live by faith. And I will believe God's word, and I will have an expectation, and I will have the substance of things hoped for. I will have an assurance and evidence of things that I don't even see, because God says if I have faith, as tiny as a mustard seed, that I'm going to change the world. I'm going to change the world. My life matters. It's a powerful thing. There's an attitude of your heart, your brain has an attitude, a state of mind. And we need to exercise our faith. Things that are unseen. One of the most beautiful, there's so many powerful passages. Abraham. He, you, know, you call things that are not as if they were. That's not, what does that even mean? I can't see it. 
I call things that are not as if they were. That's faith in action. It's calling things I don't understand as if it was happening right now. This isn't the power of positive thinking. This is exercising faith. This is saying, I believe it. I'm expecting it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to continue to stand on it. In Matthew 17, Jesus said, all you need is faith as small as a mustard seed. So we're going to wrap this up a little bit. What are you going to take home with you today? Faith. Come on. No trick questions here. Watch it. What are you going to take home with you? It was love. It was love. How'd you miss it? It was perfect love. I stuck it in in the beginning. What are you going to take home with you today? Faith. Faith working by love. I like that one too. I'm going to be taking faith, working by love, through, I was only teasing you. That's all right. Faith, working by love, we'll take it. Here's some powerful declarations. Come on. You know, it is impossible to advance the kingdom of God without faith. It's impossible to advance the kingdom of God without faith. I am persuaded. This is, this is Hebrews 11.3 paraphrased for me and you today. I am persuaded, I have embraced promises of the new covenant. I have embraced an abundant life lifestyle. I have embraced believing God's word to be true. It is now my mindset. I have a victory mindset because God lives in me and he is alive in our world. I just said a very radical Statement that requires faith. You realize what I just said? God is alive in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. The resurrection power lives in me. God is alive on planet earth. The earth is not going to hell in a handbasket. The kingdom of God is advancing every day. That requires faith. And it's true. The kingdom of God is advancing. If we want to be like the Hall of Famers that we see in the found in the beautiful chapter of Hebrews 11, we are declaring that we... You realize that the church today, the promises that we have already received, we have already received amazing promises. And we are persuaded by them. We've embraced these promises. We are convinced Nobody can move us, and we won't back down. And we're going to stand our ground, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And we won't back down, and we'll stand our ground, because we are convinced, we are persuaded. Anybody watched the movie Selma yet? Unbelievable movie. Come on, get with it. Got to watch Selma. Unless nobody's raising their hands. Anybody watch Selma yet? Sorry, Sister Rowe. Sorry. Aubrey is teasing, but come on now. Um, I have a dream. Martin Luther King was amazing. I have a dream. To see the fullness, 
the completeness of the kingdom of God manifested on earth. You have that dream? I have a dream to see the kingdom displayed on earth in its fullness. What is the kingdom of God, Pastor Ralph? It is the rule and reign of a king. His name is Jesus. He rose from the dead. He is alive. He rules and reigns from the right hand of the Father in the affairs of men. And we are his ambassadors. We get to release his power and love on planet earth. I have a dream to see the fullness and the completeness of this. Seeing people saved, healed, and delivered. Seeing people loved, whole, and free. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Chris O'Reilly, would you please come up and play for me? Because I do love the music. By faith. Well, you sure did a good job this morning, my sweet sister. Give her a hand. You sure did a good job this morning, my sweet sister. We're going to close. But I do pray that Holy Spirit breathes on you fresh. Holy Spirit would breathe on you fresh in this area of unbelief. Jesus said, unbelief is my enemy. It even hindered the living Son of God from performing limited miracles. It was unbelief that restricted his movement. And then he says there's great faith in a centurion like he'd never seen. Faith like a child. You don't even have to go. You just say the word. He had faith. As tiny as a mustard seed. Papa made it easy. He didn't say we needed an 18-wheeler full. Tiny amount of faith. You can move mountains. You can believe God. You can ask him for your own personal life things that you struggle with. So God is good. Faith always pleases God. Unbelief is an enemy. We are instructed to walk in faith. It's a lifestyle. I want you to remember a few things that faith will be required throughout your whole journey. It's not something you get in the beginning and you no longer need. You will need it till you meet him face to face. And faith often experiences resistance from naysayers and people who have been hurt, from people who are walking in unbelief. So be prepared, but don't back down. Stand your ground. Walk in faith. And Father God, you are so intimately involved with our lives that you know every single person here intimately. It says you know the number of hairs on their head. They have greater value to you than the sparrow. You're intimately involved in our lives. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just release what everyone needs to come to a new level of faith. 
believing you, trusting you, expecting great things from you. Father, we want to see an explosion of faith here at New Hope. So thank you. We want to see miracles and all the promises that we're going after. We have a dream to see the fullness of the kingdom of God on earth and to see it together. Father, bless your people. Strengthen them. Thank you for them for extra time today. Just bless them now in Jesus' name. And as you're just receiving from Holy Spirit, I pray you'd cultivate this. 